Are you recording? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, it's order, order now. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to <laughs> order in the court. Order in the court. <laughs> hello, 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 hello. It's another and glorious gentleman's episode number 10, Honorama Quansmas. Tonight we have most esteemed gentlemen and a very special guest, that ancient uh, Lord Henry of Palm. Hello. We have the Sir Roxalot who walks through the forest now, does not run. Yeah, uh, so this, I got a review on one of my songs that said, This tasteless cover is a good indication of the lack of musical invention within. The musical growth of this band cannot even be charted. They are treading water in a sea of retarded sexuality and bad poetry. And all I had to say is, that's just Billy nitpicking, isn't it? can't prove anything. <laughs> and, and of course, we have that little hot number in the outfit uh, <laughs> of lingerie. Hi. <laughs> and of course, myself, Sapunzelot, as, as lot as I can be. Yes, yes. Okay. All rise, all rise. So, Sapunzelot <laughs> is in the house. Yes, 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 that's me. That's me. All right. Okay. So, Hana Rama. Quansmas. Yes, I am, I, I've taken the Christ right out of it. I kicked, I kicked the Christ right out of Christmas. <laughs> what was Seinfeld's episode? It was... Uh, Festivus. Festivus. Yeah. Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. I, I have friends who celebrate Festivus every year. <laughs> as, as is tradition. That's yeah. Funny. Feats now, of strength, feats of strength decorate yep. the, whole, the, the whole nine yards. You know what so, we're so, going to do tonight? We're going to have our own Festivus because we're going to air our grievances about here. the holidays. Where should we start? I mean, it's huge. I mean, we start. <laughs> we start it's, 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 like, it's like we got armadillos in our trousers. It's really quite <laughs> frightening. I swear I just bought the shed from my backyard and the Christmas lights are going up behind it. Yep. Well, I say we start well, with the Jew. All right. It's a lonely Jew on Christmas. The lonely yes. Jew on Christmas. So that would be the oh. Harry of Palm, would it not? It would. I, um, I, I never got into it, and because I'm a, I'm aware of uh, fellow members of my tribe that get into the what what I will call holiday spirit. Anybody, so to speak. I really, I wouldn't get into it either. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but um, I, I always stood from afar and wondered why it was such a big deal, and. I grant that I, I understand the religious ramifications, but that's not really what we're talking about because most of the people I, I understand to celebrate the holidays, whichever they do, aren't going to church. So True. by de facto, they've already taken the Christ out of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So so good. so how can the Jew even say the word Christ? That's uh, it's a figment of somebody else's imagination. It's not real. Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> well, uh, Christ was Jewish. I'm not against, him, I'm not against him being a man he or was, a Jew. I'm just saying he wasn't, you know, the end all be all that others think he is. There you he go. Was, yeah, he he was just a man uh, that you know, almost like a priest, right, or a believer, or uh, is a like a prophet. 
Yeah, profit. Yeah, he was just, he was just a carpenter that learned to fish. <laughs> well, <laughs> send your hate mail to Agent Pulver. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could change well, water into wine. Well, he, he was born in July. I mean, come on. <laughs> he wasn't even born in December. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> they all yeah, believe it, but, but basically there's no mention in the Bible at all of a month or a date. There's zero. I mean, no. The best they can estimate is – Sometime September or October, sometime after the fall harvest by, you know, because you had the shepherds with their sheep and all that stuff. And that's a pre-winter thing, you know. And so what your point about basically every holiday is actually anchored around a pagan holiday. And the church just co-opted them all because the church wanted to make, wanted to get rid of the pagans. They wanted to make the Christian the most dominant religion. So they co-opted every single pagan holiday and just, and just said, no, that's not, you know, we're going to, we're going to say Jesus was born here and we're going to say he died here, even though there's an actual pagan route to the time of Easter and all that kind of stuff like that. Yep. Well, you're absolutely right. I, I mean, the, the the Catholic Church was probably one of the, and and is, and please send your hate mail, care of doug.lemeshery at gmail.com. The, the Catholic Church is probably one of the largest, most powerful institutions ever to shape the destiny of Western society, and it was all based on power and control blasphemy the inglorious gentlemen are the most powerful force (laughs) and conglomerate in the universe they also also believe though that the date was set from what they believed jesus was conceived nine months later did they not so you know how we celebrate easter the birth of christ well nine months that comes right into yeah that's basically if, if you listen if you listen to the oxymorons, the Christian scientists, they will tell you that it, it's rooted somewhere in fact when, when it is, just as, Heno, as Sir Roxlot said, based on uh, making a pagan religion more palatable to would-be converts. So I... I I really think you can spin whatever you want on top of it, but it was all just trumped up to coincide with pagan religions to make sure that everyone was onside. It's 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 like commercial. Basically, the church uses it as a commercial. Exactly. The church. Exactly. That's the Always best. Has been. That's the best Probably part of all ever. of this. Yeah. yeah, because think about it. They literally have incorporated aspects of, of all these different cultures with St. Nick, with the Christmas tree, with various – and they've done this with, with all the holidays that, the, that these all got kind of brought together and amalgamated as – because they wanted to bring cultures together. And the best way to bring, you know, to bring people into your fold, into the flock of the church – is to to say that this is approved. We're going to approve this. We're going to approve this. None of it's in the Bible. You know, the Catholic Church just said this. It is so. Um, and the greatest part of it is that it's all been co-opted by commercialization. Absolutely. Yep. It's the ultimate. It's <clears throat> the ultimate. You know. Uh, you know, little uh, uh, stab back right at the church is that here they were trying to co-opt everyone, and they've been co-opted. Christmas, if you will. 
because the amount of gifts and the amount of hoo-ha that gets made. I've been Christmased. It's a it's a battle of commercialization because mm. on a scale on a purely religious scale, Christmas it, it, for its actual religious implications uh, is an important holiday, whereas Hanukkah is uh, not. My, I mean, I, I don't I don't even think I, I mean it's arguable if it makes the top ten list of Jewish holidays. Um, I mean, it, granted, it's probably one of those things we want to celebrate the most because, like, hey, look, five of us beat an army. Um, <laughs> and they say we're not good at sports. Um, but, like, it it was – it's it's never it, – in the last, I, I don't know, 40 or 50 years, it's, it's definitely taken on a life of its own. And it's almost become, like, the – oh – I don't I don't even I don't even have an analogy. It, it's been the the counter argument to Christmas as far as commercialization, because it became commercialized and then there became movies and songs and and, and every good Christmas song, every good Christmas movie was made by a Jewish person. Come on. Well, nobody else wants to work on Christmas. Right? <laughs> there is money to be made, Doug. That's true. If there's money to be made, actually, oh, but but I will tell you, um, just as a gripe, since we're airing our grievances, one of my favorite Christmas traditions was Drinking. going with my parents to Chinese food. To Chinese food. No, I, just, <laughs> I wanted to bring and that. And that up. has even been co-opted. Yep. Because now we get takeout. Because a couple years ago. Um, you couldn't it get in. It used to be – yeah, you couldn't get in. Yeah. It used to be that it was like, well, the entire Jewish community is in this Chinese restaurant. And all of a sudden it became, well, now there's only two tables of us and it's packed. And okay. it, stay home. Eat your ham. Eat your turkey. Whatever you're going to do, stay home. Leave the – you know, the, the Jews and the Chinese had a great relationship for years. You don't need to try and hone in on that. <laughs> Hey, I just read something fun. A Jewish advertising copywriter, Robert L. May, invented Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in 1939 while working for Montgomery Ward as a way to sell coloring books. Yep. Brilliant. You know, it's it's. Uh, I have a good friend of mine that is a. Uh, well, what do we what do we call them again? A. Uh, uh, pedophile. Yeah, a pedophile Jew. Uh, <laughs> a, 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 what are you, a, a, a non-practicing Jew, or what's the term where you you do the holidays but you don't necessarily do weekly? Oh, that that's uh, um, that's Jewish light. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> David is definitely Jew light. Um, uh, David was actually on the uh, podcast we did with about the what you guys called in and gave us the dog um, voicemails uh, with Aquila. He's uh-huh. a drummer in my band, yep. so. So Dave has also explained that, that it's like Hanukkah is a minor, minor, minor holiday. And, you know, Christmas is probably actually number two to Easter. Easter would be the most important yeah. Christian holiday. But, you know, like Dave, we'll do our band. We'll give each other gifts. And Dave is just always looks at it. Is He's shocked by it because in his upbringing, this was there was no association with Christmas. There never was. They, they, their family purposely dumbed it down. And so he never even had any of that even tie with it. 
you know, and and which I it's just really fascinating because it's it's to all of us. We're in this mindset like our entire existence, Western existence, existence travels to a whole. This is a, a, a time frame for us. It marks the calendar, uh, the, the visuals, everything about it, the feel uh, is is rooted in Christmas. And Dave's just like, I don't get it. <laughs> well, it must must be difficult for uh, someone of Jewish faith to to sit in this sea, this media sea of commercialism, uh, holiday music, and advertisements, and TV shows, and every piece of bloody Christmas treacle you can imagine being poured over them constantly. Well, in be made, Doug. Yeah, in full disclosure, uh, my father converted to Judaism. So um, w- when we would spend time with that side of the family during the holidays, it was for me, but it, it still had no religious implications. It was just hanging out with the family in December, so to speak. Mm. Um, but I was never under any pretense of, you know, Santa exists or any of that kind of stuff, even from that side of the family. And I got to sit back as a little kid going, I, I know I got in trouble in like first or second grade because I had said there is no Santa Claus. <gasps> I know, right? Awesome. Um, again, love send it. your hate mail to, uh, you know, theagentpalmer at gmail.com. So um, I know I got in trouble and, uh, you know, I think, I think the guidance counselor – of my elementary school who also happened to be Jewish kind of took me aside and explained like, yes, but don't tell anyone like (laughs) find it out. Like let their families deal with that. You shouldn't be the one to, um, explain that. But it's, it's always been one of those, um, I, I offered a work on Christmas Eve and, um, you know, what for whatever job I have, if they happen to be open. And I mean, to, to Paul's point, I mean, it is money. Um, I would work on Christmas. I, uh, just, sure. I would too. Know, I, I have, I have no reason not to at this point. You know, they, uh, this surprised me that they, as far back as 354 AD reference to the, to a nativity scene on December 25th. In the uh, illuminated manuscript compiled in Rome, and what uh, website are you reading that off? I am a heretic dot com. Spreading lies of Christianity. <laughs> my, my Jewish beliefs by <laughs> yeah. Hey, so so how do you how do you Canadians celebrate Christmas? Well, you know, pretty much the same way that your Americans, Americans. Americans. celebrate Christmas. It's, so, it's, uh, it's a big commercial festival with lots of football and turkey and family. You know, where where all y'all get it right, you celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas as one big super mega squished together holiday so true uh we uh (laughs) difference difference. we separate by a few months but other than that we're pretty much the same difference i find here is is thanksgiving in the u.s is a bigger family holiday and then christmas seems to be more immediate you know like people don't Mm -hmm. come home for the christmas holidays like they do for thanksgiving 
It's true. Well, it, it's it's interesting because the other part that kind of gets lost in all of this, um, which is probably the only reason to argue to keep the Christ in Christmas as to making it happy holidays, is happy holidays as opposed to Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, and Christmas, where most people will celebrate two out of the three, is Thanksgiving is in November and Christmas and is in December and Hanukkah's whatever Hanukkah falls. And yeah. when you make it happy holidays, the only argument against that is it's those holidays by them. Well, at least Thanksgiving and Christmas to what I've seen are stressful. And when you say uh, happy holidays and that's that mostly includes Thanksgiving and people start saying it the moment, you know, Halloween's over in is that you've now instead of having a couple days of stress before Thanksgiving and a couple days of stress before Christmas, now you have basically six or seven weeks of holiday stress, which is all I see. I don't I don't know many people that get to relax or enjoy the holiday until after it's over. But, but Bubba, that's what it's all about. It's about <laughs> you know, making making it last. Make the make the commercialism the drive to buy last, right? When you were growing up in the availability of money when I was a kid or whatever, we didn't have a lot of money. A lot of families didn't have a lot of money. And what was really special about Christmas is there's something that you'd wanted all year or something that was really out of reach for you. That was something that you hope and prayed you got at Christmas. Nowadays, everybody gets whatever they want throughout the year. So Christmas has become basically exchanging money. You you basically monetize what I'm going to get, and then I give you the same kind of monetary back. You don't like it. There's a gift receipt inside, and you can go exchange it for what you want. And that you're absolutely right. Unheard of when I was a kid. <laughs> and what happens after Christmas you hear some talking head on the news talk about Christmas sales were down. That means the economy is turning into a downward slope, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, and no, no, their, entire, their entire year in the commercial sector is based upon the span between October 31st and, what, January I'm going to say January 9th. Well, actually, the the reason that sales are never that good from December 26th through January is because that's all recycled. Uh, I would say half of that's recycled money. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, whether it's gift cards um, or, you know, returned items and and, you know, merchandise credit or whatever it's going to be, a lot of that six weeks following Christmas is recycled money and they can't, I, I mean, they obviously most of the, um, you know, stores and retail giants, so to speak, get enough sales leading up to that, but you can't count a gift card twice. I mean, once yeah. that $25 is purchased for it, you have that $25. Now you're just waiting for the other foot to drop and to give out whatever they're going to take. Unless and it's a Visa card, because then that wouldn't count. Because Visa, you can buy at a grocery store or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, I I heard uh, uh, Brian on Salty Language just you know talking about the whole uh, you know Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and so and he and he made he made a great point which I really appreciated and and this is what I've said before which is you know who the fuck cares what you say? Isn't it nice to have people say something nice to you for a change? We will say that yep. to anybody, complete strangers. And I look at it as it doesn't matter. So I'm expressing from my point of view. A well wish, you know. I'm I'm wishing this person well during this time of year, and I'm going to use my belief for it. So if somebody says Happy Hanukkah to me, I'll say Merry Christmas. I don't care if they say Happy Kwanzaa, whatever they want to say. You know, uh, yep. I I don't know what the the pagan um, thing is. Maybe it's it's fuck you, you Happy Christmas Solstice, lover. dude. Yes, yeah, right. So well, that's not. Yeah, there you go, dude. Solstice. Well, I I have to ask though. Does it doesn't it seem a bit I, I mean, and I, I've I've been told Merry Christmas basically all my life, but doesn't it seem a bit like a crutch for six weeks? People are going to be nice to you yeah. and say happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, whatever they're going to say. And for the other weeks of the year, if you get a high, you might be lucky. Yeah, you get a high F you. Yeah. But hey, I'll take I'll take I'll take the month, you know, I'll take the month. Yep. Up here, it's very different. I, you know, it was shocking for me to have uh, when I moved to um, up the Sun Valley area and just Idaho in general to be just walking past people and, and have them say, oh, good morning. How are you today? Blah, blah, blah. Because I wasn't used to that in California. I mean, we got our blinders on and we're ignoring everybody. You know? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't find people that unless you're blatantly looking for something. Right, most people will will just smile or nod or whatever. But don't you find that Eastern Canada, like Ontario, is the same as as that? They're more to themselves. They're not outgoing, friendly. I mean, have you you've been to Alberta, right, Doug? Yeah. Don't you find it warmer culture, warmer people in the west? Uh, not the west? really, because they look at me and they go, "Oh, he, he's from crossing before the light has changed. He must be from Toronto. <laughs> Fuck <Yeah>. him." <laughs> You know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm sure they'd be nice. I'm sure they would. All right, who's got a uh, uh, who's got an annual food that is served only for uh, the holiday time? Uh, pork rinds and pickled eggs. Well, I can't. Im- I don't think I've ever had a turkey outside of November and December. To be honest, I don't. I don't think it's been like, oh, we're gonna have a. The family get together for June. Here's a turkey. Like I just, just I think that I think that's definitely one of those foods. Not only if you, want, if you wanted to, I think you, I don't think you could find one. Oh no, I have, I have a uh, Angela's husband Rob uh, gets a, tur- a full turkey for his birthday every year in the spring. Where does he wow. get? Wow. Oh, Easter! I bet they come out for Easter. Yeah, they, he gets a full turkey and then he eats the leftovers all week long. That's yeah. his like one his birthday gift. He's like, make me a tur- make me a turkey. He just loves turkey. <laughs> the only part of that foul bird I will Ooh. consume are its wings. That's it. Mm. Otherwise, yeah, I I can't do tur- turkey. See, you can't. I love turkey. Turkey. I like fish. Mm. Fish for Christmas. Yeah, fish. Do you do for Andy time? Oh, okay. Give me a big old lobster 
for you know, Christmas. Now, now that's what I'm talking that's about right there. Yeah. Now. Fish, no. Someone's going to slap a trout in front of you and say, ho, ho, ho. Oh, damn right. Yeah. Well, they want to give you a trout. Uh, I have to say, just to, to tweak it a bit, because you said fish, the greatest thing in the world about being Jewish is eating a burger on a Friday during Lent. That's awesome. <laughs> the thing about being a very bad Catholic is eating a burger during Lent. <laughs> well, I've had people ask me, what, what are you giving up for Lent? Uh, well, giving up Lent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't follow any of that. I don't follow like New Year's resolutions. I, I feel if there's something you need to change, you don't wait. If it's something that you need to change and it's bugging you, change it now. If there's something you can't eat or don't want to eat or you want to give up, do it now. Don't sit there and say, oh, lunch company, I'm going to give up candy. Oh, bullshit. Well, means you should eat candy all year round. Yeah, it's, that's, that's a very progressive ideal for, for, you know, for Catholics. I went to a Catholic school and I'm not even Catholic. Um, but <laughs> uh, I, have, I have a friend of mine that's an atheist and, and, she's, and she's married to a full-on Catholic and for her part, she's not going to go to the church. That's not her thing, you know. But what she will do is she'll take the the daughters and and go to a, um, you know a soup kitchen or something like that and help them serve, and and you know it's the idea of to me is you you inject this into people. You you have to start somewhere. You have to give them a little of you know this or that this idea these ideas and then hopefully they'll grow into something like you're talking about paul where it's something that we want to do all year round and not just for occasions right but it's and a it's a start it's a start it's a good way and and basically that's why i look at a religion is is almost like parenting it's a domestication of you to become a good person in the society i mean but, you don't need to have it there if you have really good parents whatever but it, it helps give you a crutch in time of need it's it's a structured way of being taught to be to be kind and good to people. Well, right? it's you crowd know? control. That's what it is. It's yeah. always been crowd control. Exactly. I mean, it's it's and the what there's nothing wrong with religion. There's what's wrong is human beings have created it and manipulated it and changed it or whatever you want to call it and human beings are not perfect. You know, the 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 most of the religions at their core have a very similar message, but the problem is, is us. We're we're we are fallible. We screw things up, and we still bring our egos into these things. And and you know, like I used to just rip. I used to learn as much as I could about religion just to what? rip on religion. Oh. oh. You know what I mean? It's like I want to learn as much as I can about these things. So, because I'd literally invite the 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 Adventists into the front door and the Jehovah's Witnesses, I'd be like, "Hey, come in, yeah, the Jehovah's." I'd be like, "Come on in, let's have a talk." I'm I'm homesick, you know, because I just love to mess with them. Yeah. And it's it's now I've just I've just turned it around. I don't even want to, you know. It's like now if I'm going to have a conversation, I'd rather talk about what we have in common. Not about tearing somebody down or their their you know, it's so easy to point out someone's hypocrisy. It's so much harder to find commonality you know with your fellow man. And so to me, like you know, we this comes up all the time on all of our podcasts. Here's what does it mean to be a man? A man looks for commonality with his neighbor. He doesn't try to tear him down because that's easy. And I, I mean, so that. if my neighbor's wife was. Co- 
common to us both, that would make uh, sorry. <laughs> that, would make, that would make you more tangent. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny you ever, you ever think about this it's like you have oh. you have you have lapsed catholics um uh what are they uh jack mormons um i, I don't know I, I when somebody is no longer jewish or they, what, reformed jew yeah. no i don't know what they, <laughs> but, jews for are, jesus but there's no like lapsed yeah exactly jews for, are, are there fit. are there right. lapsed I, I think Lutherans? they would just be lapped jews lapsed and, jews yeah i don't know like I never hear someone say like I'm a lapsed Lutheran. <laughs> well, I am. I, um, I am too, technically. <laughs> you're a elapsed. Ela- mm-hmm. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> so, so what uh, did you, Paul? Did you grow up with a oh, religious Catholic. background? Very, very strong Catholic. Hey, My it? dad thought we were going to be priests, but I knew at eight years old that wasn't going to happen. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, son. You won't get to sleep with women. Yeah. And tell anyone about it. Yeah, well, exactly. You know, when I think, you know, I had an altar boy because he was so staunch Catholic. We had to go to church every day. Wow. Every day. Every day. Um, like, and I mean, right up till before, until I left the house. I mean, that was the way, that was the law of the, the land, right? And we, we had to become altar boys. And it was during that year when all that crap was happening. But it didn't come out till I was married with kids later. And I'm thinking, holy crap, how close could have that been, right? Like, there's a priest practicing, you know, wrestling. There's the half Nelson, the full Nelson, then the father Nelson, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but a Dutch. <laughs> but but I'm, we, we, thank God I, I know, knew of nothing and that didn't happen in our church. But um, I had to I, the Boy Scout to experience that. What it did to me is it, it turned me... Like it, when you listen, when you listen to a mass every day, 365 days a year for like 18 years and rosary every day and whatever, you get totally numb to it. Yeah. I go to church, even my wife sometimes wants to go and I just sit there and I, and it's nothing's changed the same. It's like, I'm not getting anything out of this. And you get, you know, a very bad priest that doesn't, you know, maybe the lecture is going to pump me up, right? Nope. It's the same crap, the same why you have to give more money to the to the collections because, you know, all our costs went up and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like I can do, I could take that hour and do more outside helping people or being, I can concentrate on being a better person and helping people out with things than thinking I can do whatever I want through the week and I'm going to be absolved of all that because I went to church every week. You know what got to me is... You know, after I went through a baptism and everything else, and I was I was going to church every week. There was one day when everyone was reciting the Lord's Prayer, and it was this droning, machine-like cadence. Yeah, yeah they don't. They're that just... just it just made me think. Oh my, what the heck is going on here? This yeah. this is a cult. <laughs> it is a cult and all hate mail to the agent palmer at gmail oh, yes. <laughs> hey remember matt so have you guys seen these these speaking of wacky religious stuff these anti-masturbation billboards that are popping up everywhere I what mean, yeah what like, these are and they're hilarious. Uh, a friend of mine posted them on Facebook from California. I saw two of them when I was in Boise this last weekend. It's literally like you know, like it, they're they're 
they'll show a hand <laughs> and then Jesus. And it's like, you know, and it, and it literally, it's a billboard that says, uh, you know, either way, big guy. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, it's unreal. I mean, they're absolutely unreal. They're full on billboards that somebody's beard taken out. Tickle. <laughs> Jesus. Speaking of Harry Palmer. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you uh yeah, I I I am sure you can google it, but there it's so funny. So, uh anybody have a favorite Christmas song? Yes. All right, what you got? Uh I like the first Noel as sung by the Crash Test Dummies. Oh, interesting. Having, wow. Having said that, you asked about the favorite foods, and I think Doug's the only one that gave a favorite food. Yeah, which is Tano? Oh, I have a, a my uh, an Estonian. The Estonian tradition is uh, blood sausage. Nice. I'll be over. Yeah, we start. We start. Ma- they, you know, the we start making that stuff. Uh, you know, weeks beforehand. Uh, pretty much everyone makes their own. They, you know, you go up to. Wherever you you know whatever it's a Russian deli or you head up into the farmland country and you get your pork and you get your your blood and your casings and you know they have sometimes even parties and uh, that was you know my my so parents would make it and we went to a restaurant and that was one of their appetizers we had a few weeks ago was the blood sausage and cheese oh man it was so what do you think do you like it oh yeah it's I, a I, my wife didn't like it but I liked it. Yeah, some people don't like like my brother-in-law is a gigantic foodie and just you know loves to cook and he just can't get past the irony kind of taste of the blood. Like it's I mean, just it's not his thing. Not, but don't like you think it's squirts a little metaphoric though? What about you? You have a sausage filled with blood. Well, I hope it is. Sir. <laughs> well, you know, the skin, when, when it's baked just right, the skin just pops in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. And it, Unless it's a Jewish sausage. These full of creamy goodness. Hey, the Estonians, the Estonians aren't cut, so, you know. <laughs> what about you, AP? Uh, I, I guess well, it would I just... You don't celebrate Christmas, but it's... No, I mean, it would, it would have to be potato latkes. Um, ah, yeah. As the blood sausage, if there's no blood in your potato latkes, then the person who made them doesn't love you. <laughs> really? Because there was a, somebody always got nicked trying to make them. Yep. We didn't. I mean, we, we in, in my family, it was always by hand. It was never by machine. So th- there was always going to be a nick. It was always going to happen. And the, it just became if if there's blood in there, they love you. That's, that's how it works. Did you also get the donuts as well? No. I no? That. Who's got uh, that tradition? Oh, yeah. well, in using up the oil, one of the things that oh, okay. one of I my best friends, Jewish. So when I go over Hanukkah, that's one of the things. To use up the oil, they would deep fry some donuts. So, so there would be latkes, donuts, some. Sometimes there'd be egg rolls. <laughs> My mom used to make those latkes. I swear we were half Jewish, but yeah, they're called kugelless. Like in, uh, from uh, Hungary, and there's a lot of foods. Uh, My favorite is a uh, cake that my wife makes. It's a, uh, it's a rum cake. 
And really, seriously, huh. really good. Wow, awesome! Wow. Have her make them with bullet oh, Christmas. My sister, you, my sister, one time made me a rum cake that literally I I took it. I had no idea how rummy the cake was, and I took it to work with me, and I had it after lunch, and I went home. <laughs> <laughs> I called her. I was like, "Jesus Christ, Elise! <laughs> what the fuck do you think you're trying to do to us?" Like, I was like, "I'm fucked up." <laughs> Calls for a quarter cup of rum. Let's make that two and a quarter cups. Oh, let's have a little more rum here. Yeah, okay, that sounds good. Well, she makes it like the angel angel cake pan. Yeah. And that's oh, it's not the uh, angel cake. It's it's a it's a, a bun cake. It's a bun cake, yeah. yeah. And then the, the sauce, the rum sauce, man, it is, it is very tasty. Oh, you know what? Is the reason off. they called it a bun cake because it has a hole in the middle? Of course. Oh, okay. I've tried to use it a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Okay, you sorry. You were on to uh, favorite Christmas songs. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. And yeah, Doug I, was saying that he loves. Uh, what was it again? I, I, I wish the first he, Noel the first is Noel. sung by the Crash Test Dummies. Interesting choice, the Crash Test Dummies. Yeah, sure, sure. How very Canadian of you! It is it, quite, yeah. It is, but Hel- Ellen Reed, her voice is just to me, it's it's haunting, and with the the bass of the lead singer whose name is escaping me right now to me it's just it's with realtruck.com sorry go ahead all right <laughs> trying to get the commercial because i was just gonna play it here oh jesus it's even got him oh god that voice <laughs> i know Hanno really loves this guy it just makes me want to just jerk off right now <laughs> He even sings and looks just like he sounds. Lives in New York now. Okay, that's enough of that shit. Dave, our drummer, loves that band, and it's just like, I'm trying, I'm trying. (laughs) Can't, I I mean, I remember when they first came out, and everybody's crazy about them, and I'm looking at everybody going, are you fucking deaf? (laughs) Sounds like like it's on a freaking blackboard. It's the only song from them that I like. And uh, it, I'm not sure. I got an album once uh, back in the 90s. It was called Lump of Coal. And it had that track on it. And I've liked it ever since. Oh, that is hilarious. Lump of Coal? Yep. That was the name of the album. And it had a bunch of crap on it. And that's song. Next. Next well, is up. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I don't have a favorite song, but I do actually have a favorite Christmas album, surprisingly enough, and that would be Dr. Demento's Christmas album. I was album. just going to ask, I, you, you rat bastard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it I, is Dr. so good. It, it really is. It's, um, and I um, saw Daddy kissing the Santa uh, Claus uh, among yeah. others uh, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth yeah um, uh, and then uh, but if if I had to pick one song which I don't know if it's on that album or not it it would be uh, the Cheech and Chong um, Santa Claus and his old lady oh I don't I don't think I know that one 
It's I I want to say it's like a seven or eight minute bit, but um, it's it's just them telling the story. It's it's basically Cheech telling Chong okay, about yeah, Santa yeah, Claus. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I mean, and if I had to pick one that I had to listen to every year, that that would be it. I mean, nice. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Classic. Squirrel nut zipper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My favorite still is Weird Al Yankovic's Christmas at Ground Zero. I love that song. Anything Weird Al does is magic. Oh, and then there's the, that's right, the Tom Lair Christmas Carol, which is just hilarious. Oh, you know what? That is. That's really it good. It's so good. Yeah, that's so at my, you know, I haven't been home for Christmas since I moved here. It's just because, you know, I live in a resort and that's our busy time of year. And, and I, you know, I go home for Thanksgiving. But that uh, Dr. Demento was always on the playlist for uh, we do uh, Christmas Eve, the whole thing on Christmas Eve, presents and everything. And then you always have to have the uh, Vince Giraldi, Charlie Brown Christmas that has to be played. Um, Absolutely. And, I, and we had an album that it was all these classic artists uh, doing various Christmas, you know, carols. Uh, Nat King Cole, um, I think Andy Williams, uh, Bing Crosby, and, uh, you know, the list goes on. This was an old, an old album of my parents that I always put on, too, because it was just, it had that, that um, you know, it was, it was my childhood. Was the it was the voices of my childhood, and that's why I have a, sometimes I have a hard time with you know Mariah Carey versions of songs and things like that because <laughs> they just don't sound classic to me. But there's something about hearing the 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 brush on the snare on the Vince Giraldi trio that it's just mm. it just talks to me. It's it's Christmas, you know, and just that that melody that they're singing in the background. I mean, it's like it's to me. That's walking in the house. Uh, you know, my mom's got the table all you know ready to go. Uh, you know, we're we're uh, we're gonna get dressed up. We're gonna go to church. The one time a year we'd go to church. You know, easy. And that was you know, and that's for community. You know, we'd go and then and then come back and 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 presents and all that stuff. But it's it was just that album is the feel of the house for me. Is Charlie Brown Christmas. Cool. You know the worst album? Nationality. What? Uh, uh, Boney M. <laughs> Do you remember those guys? It's like a German group. Oh, somebody find that and play that. <laughs> oh, Boney M. Hark now, hear the Earl or angels sing or something. Boney M. <laughs> You've probably heard them. Yeah. Like time and time again since the seventies. Oh yeah, I know Boney M. I mean, I have their their records. Okay, I have their Christmas record. I'm pretty sure of it too. If I could ever find it, because my I... wife my wife has hidden my stuff. She says she thinks it's under the stairs. Well, you open the door and there's all this Christmas shit. But which Boney M song? Uh, I don't know. I can't even think of that. I just know them when I hear them. Yeah, I know. It's it was big when I was like. I was married already. That would have been early eighties ish. It is. It's it's eighty. Yeah, it is eighty one. Christmas album is the sixth studio album by Boney M. Because yeah, they they used a you know kind of a rocking sound. They had a rocking sound. Disco. Yeah. Yeah, they do all the classics. 
Did did ABBA ever do a Christmas album? I don't think they did. Well, while I have a moment, there is one song on that Demento album I completely forgot to uh, mention. And Doug, my apologies for completely forgetting about it. But they do have uh, 12 Days of Christmas by Bob and Doug McKenzie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which absolutely. First day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a beer. A beer. A beer. Yeah, and a, beer. a tree. <laughs> oh, man, that's that, just the best. Five is... golden toques, four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer. And, and a, a tree. <laughs> You know that I, th- that I bet I could do the whole thing. That one album transported Canadian culture far and wide. <laughs> it was the catalyst to bring the Doug Canadian way to the world. Just Doug and Bob McKenzie itself transferred Canadian culture. Him and the big green, no red green show. Hey, you knob. Yeah, did you, take off, eh? Take off, ma- eh? How many people knew the red green show? That floored me. It used to it. it used to be on PBS on my PBS station when I was a kid. Yeah. Everybody knows the Red Green Show down here. They love them. Okay. <laughs> you you, find you can song. actually they do the I found the whole lyrics from the beginning of that whole bit for Bob and Doug McKenzie. It was it was excellent. On the twenty fifth, right? And what's the twenty fourth? Christmas Eve, right? So that's two. That's two. And what's after that? Uh, Boxing Day. Wrestling day? Oh, get out. Boxing day. Yeah, yeah. That's three then. What's after that? Nothing. New Year's. Four. What? New Year's Eve. That's five. <laughs> Where do you get 12? <laughs> well, there's two Saturdays and Sundays in there. That's four. So that's nine. And three. <laughs> oh my God. They're the mystery days. Okay, this is our Christmas song. Just in case you don't know what to get someone for Christmas, there's lots of ideas in here. So listen and don't get stuck. <laughs> a good day to start our Christmas part of the album. And you can play this at your Christmas there parties. You go. Uh, or to yourself on Christmas Eve if there's nothing else to do. Good day, eh? Yeah. In case you thought, like, I wasn't on this part. Oh, I guarantee you, you'd be on. Okay, so good day. This is the Christmas part, and we're going to tell you what to get uh, your true love for Christmas. Look out the window. There. What are you doing? Snow, hosehead. What? Oh, it's a great white north, and it's snowing because it's Christmas time. So you got all the lyrics? Oh, so, just... Yeah, I, just, I found literally the whole thing. Oh, you're for kidding. Duck. Okay, I have my thinking toque on. Yeah, right. My thinking toque. <laughs> sure. I, I know what he's right. talking Christmas. about. Hey? Right, and what's the 24th Christmas Eve, right? So that's two. two. And then what's after that? Uh, Boxing day. No, get out. <laughs> that's three. Day. Then what's after that? <laughs> Nothing. New Year's. Four. And what's be- five? Okay. Where do you get 12? Yeah, it's some mystery days. It's some mystery days. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the classic music starts. In case you don't know what to get somebody for Christmas. There's lots of ideas in here, so listen and don't get stuck. By the way, that's me on the organ. No, no, that's me. Oh, jeez. You start. Okay. Jeez. Okay. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a, a beer. beer. A beer. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtlenecks and a beer. A beer. 
On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French toast and a beer. Yeah, there should be more there, eh? Uh, oh. Four pounds of back bacon, two turtlenecks, and a beer. And a beer with Doug in a tree. Say Christmas, my true love gave for me seven packs of smokes. Six packs of two four five blue turtlenecks. They keep speeding up on them too. Two pounds of back bacon, two turtlenecks, and a beer. Oh, I keep forgetting that part. You know, it, you know, this should be just the two days of Christmas. It's too hard for us. Go, Hoser. <laughs> it, it's so Canadian. I actually have a brother by the name of Bob. Oh, my God. So we, have, we have Bob and, and Doug Lingerie. Dude, yes, you guys got to do a new version of this, man. Act, yeah. My beer is empty. We can never top this. Yeah. Oh, I already missed it. <laughs> Three French toast, two turtlenecks, and, and a, a beer, beer in a tree. A tree. tree. Uh, we had to do that, eh? Um, albums. Albums. <laughs> so that, that's like our song. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, you know what you left out? Donuts. <laughs> I told you to get donuts. You. Either on the ninth day or the tenth day or the eleventh day, but I want donuts. So, where did the twelve days come from? There's a couple of days. So, well done. What, Bravo. What, what, what was your favorite drink, Hanno, at Christmas? And what? Well, maybe it's coffee now, but yeah. what was? So, did you, uh, you like have something special? Um, there was. There was, well, no, we never had anything special. It was basically as much as I could throw in my face. Um, oh. I usually got completely tanked at Christmas time, uh, utterly and totally. But there was this uh, – I've never a big fan of eggnog, mainly because I'm allergic to milk. But we had a uh, – at my work, one of – I think it was a – it was a contractor. And these guys – this guy made his own eggnog, and he'd bring it in and, you know, classic glass milk bottles and it was a total secret recipe but it was the it just knocked you on your ass and tasted so delicious that it was like every year that's all I looked forward to was was getting their eggnog and I think they had three different kinds of booze in it and then and then the rest of it was just sweet yummy goodness and I mean it just messed me up because not only was I tanked now I was full of you know Whey products that were just gurgle <laughs> and blew right through you. Yeah. Oh yeah, and here, here here was a great. This is a funny story. So every year at Christmas, uh, we would, especially uh, as I got older and my uh, my sister was with my brother in law, and you know th- this was our this was really our close family kind of a deal. I never had much extended family for Christmas, and sometimes I'd have a friend over, or whatever it is, later on that that night. But I always ended up gassy, and I mean 
fucking gassy. I mean, it was just wrong. Where it was to the point where everyone was, was literally going outside. It didn't matter how cold it was, just to rip one because it was so bad. And so, uh, when I moved up here, I had I had a Christmas up here, and um, and I wasn't gassy. And I'm like, okay. And then the next year, my mother next dayed me the full Christmas spread. And I ate everything except the blood sausage, and I wasn't gassy. The next night, I took the, the, the blood sausage, and I prepared it the way my mother told me to prepare it with frying pan and blah, 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 blah. And it turns out it was the grease all along. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> and it was so funny because all of a sudden I'm just hating myself again, and I'm like, it's the damn blood sausage. <laughs> I mean, you got, you got, you got barley, blood pork spices um now some grease throw a bunch of booze in there on top of it and whoo hoo <laughs> like, my brother-in-law would be every year like god damn it Hanno. how the hell do you produce that <laughs> like seriously yeah it was and it was fine and then it finally clicked with me because i just don't eat a lot of greasy foods like anytime i'd go and have fish and chips oh look out just i'm bloated and just oh hi <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I was the same way. I didn't have a, a special drink, but it was the time of year where I could try different drinks, you know. So normally you'd have – back then, now I have multiple bottles in the cabinet because I I can keep them there. Before, I would drink anything that was in the house, so I'd only have one, right? But that was the time of year where I could go and say, hey, we're going to have company or people over so I could buy gin, vodka, rum, whiskey, you know, like – stock up for the Christmas holidays and of course I'm like ooh that was good ooh that's great you know like of course like you say you know you just kind of drink your way through Christmas yeah it's just an excuse to drink everything yeah yeah it's just an excuse and you know obviously I've grown up now a little bit <laughs> and now that booze stays in the cupboard but what about you AP you, you drink no not much and I mean all any uh I mean, I guess the whole thing is Hanukkah is not un, – unlike uh, Christmas where people get together and either drink because they're with family or drink because they're with family. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hanukkah, I mean, it's it, because it's not that important, there's never really a gathering. So yeah. there's never really occasion to drink. And unlike – Christmas, and this isn't necessary. I think this would be the same if it was one day. Um, it's not a full day thing. Like maybe there will be a night where you make the latkes and make a big deal, but otherwise, it's a you know, I think if you forget what it is, it's a one minute prayer. Otherwise, you could probably get it done in about 30 seconds and however long it takes to light the candles. And here's your gift. I love you. I'm done. I'm out. Like it's it's really condensed. So there's no real reason um, for all that other stuff. Well, it's cool. Gets right to the point. I like it. <laughs> Doug, do you have a favorite Christmas beer? Well, uh, I make a spiced. Uh, it's like a Hefelwiesen, but it's. It's spiced, and it's aged really 
slowly, so it takes about four months to make, and it's usually ready about December 20th. And it's a, it's a low-alcohol beer, but it's really nice. Really nice at Christmas. It's, it's got a taste of cinnamon and nutmeg. It's really good. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a great Christmas beverage. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a lot of work, and it's it's about four dollars a glass, but it's it's yummy. Um, but traditionally, I've been a uh, JJRR sort of drinker at Christmas, and that stands for Jack Daniels Jameson Rum Repeat. Um, <laughs> I like it. That, I like it. That, <laughs> that is usually like you think. <laughs> my Christmas uh, uh, ensemble, if you will. I'll see if we can repeat last year, Dave's coming to New Year's. Last year's we were sitting on the best pass, and we were passing the Johnny Walker back and forth, drinking right out of the bottle. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> see, that was, was the that was the problem. My buddy Chris would come over after we'd opened up presents, and he and I would ultimately be sitting outside just kidding blasted oh, so bad then the I love you man's happened <laughs> I love you man no I love you man I love you man <laughs> oh I found that I found the album it was called Great Songs of Christmas by Great Artists of Our Time <laughs> it's, and it's it it's the, absolutely the album I also happened to find doing a Google image search, search Afro Man's A Colt 45 Christmas original nice. version <laughs> and this is the one I've got to hear a Jethro the Jethro Tull Christmas album yes I have that do you really? that's awesome I do indeed <laughs> that's classic just be tossing that it, yeah it's uh, it's a uh, Interesting uh, album. I bet it is. I right. love Jethro Tull, but it's not, not his best album. So, uh, favorite Christmas television show? Oh, easy. Bad Santa. <laughs> you know what? That is a really good movie, actually. Uh, I love it. It is actually, a, <laughs> you know, the first time I saw it, I was like, this is actually a pretty good movie. <laughs> Yeah, that was a. But I mean, as a, as a kid, there wasn't a lot of TV, so the one that sticks in my head the most is Charlie Brown. The it it came on every Christmas. I mean, yeah. that was when you knew Christmas was there, For and me, that was yeah. special. Back. My kids are like, oh man, oh, I don't want to oh, watch that. <laughs> the old Scrooge. That's another big one. I think I've seen Scrooge before we saw Charlie Brown. Yeah, you know, the, yeah, the original animated Scrooge was fantastic. My favorite was always The Year Without Santa Claus with the Heat Miser and the Snow Miser songs. Oh. Love those. Of course, Christmas Story has to be up in there, too, but that was later. Oddly, every Christmas, my family, we'd watch Fiddler on the Roof. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Every Christmas. As, a, as opposed I'm, to, I have to go with Die Hard. So, oh, I heard yeah. that's another classic. I, it's amazing whenever you hear Fave Five Christmas movies, how Die Hard ends on the list. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not a Christmas. It just happens to happen at Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie. Apparently, that's all you need to cl- to quantify it as a yeah. 
but it's on everybody's yeah. fave five list. So I'm like, all right, That's it's because a Christmas I'm, movie. Not mine. On Christmas Day, TBS plays it nonstop. So now I was never like I did not grow up with a Christmas story. I have never my friend Brendan actually has the leg lamp and the whole thing at his house. I mean I never grew up with it. I have absolutely no connection to that movie whatsoever. It's but eighty three, so you know, like you and me, you know, that that was later on in life kind of thing. Our our parents yeah, but it, they're they're um what they what they like, right? Like my Yeah, dad, it's nostalgia. It's yeah, it's nostalgia. So 1983, I mean, you were already born, I think. 1983, right? I was in high school. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had I, dropped out of high school by 83. I was already married. and. Uh, that? But that's a good point. You know, like my my friends that probably are into it that are my age, it's probably because of their the relative age of their parents. Not like my parents are in their 80s right now. And so they had, we had a, I grew up with a very different, um, what do you want to call it? A, uh, the traditions of Christmas were, let's just say a lot older, um, you know, and, uh, a lot more, uh, not necessarily traditional, but just the style of music and the, the type of television shows. And I think we had talked about this before. Like my mom was 42 when I was born. My dad was 45. Your parents must've been. They, Similar, right? Yeah, it was uh, – my dad was close to 40 and my mother was in her third – it was 34, 35. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, as I got older, my – you know, your values don't change much back then. I mean, you were staunch. My dad was staunch, whatever he was. He never changed anything. Asshole? So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like opera music and – Yep, that's my parents. Opera. Yep. To, uh. Rip the laundry out of the Sears catalogs, and wow. I, f- I feel bad. My parents were like pot smoking hippies. <laughs> hey, Doug, look at this one on page six hundred eighty. <laughs> so, so Palmer, your your dad converted to Judaism. He did. And what? And and what was your mother? My mother was Jewish. Oh, you, oh, okay, okay. So, okay, so you do yeah, have yeah, the yeah. okay. All right. So your yeah. your mother's Jewish, so you're Jewish no matter what. Yeah, I'm I'm Jewish no matter what. Yeah, yeah. So that's that that difference between the, the Judaism as a uh, uh, ethnic group versus a religion. You're ethnically Jewish no matter what. I am. I can't escape it. You can't. You're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny no so so uh oh actually this is what i was gonna bring up i have a sleeper christmas movie for everybody the life of brian exactly <laughs> oh sorry okay <laughs> it's a, it's a it's i don't know how easy it's gonna be a fine to find it's an alan arkin movie and uh alan arkin can drive me nuts but he's perfect in this movie and the movie's called a matter of principle and it's a fan, it's a great movie. It's really it's it's like um, uh, I want to say coal era kind of um, coal country. Uh, uh, what's the that part of the the those mountains? Kentucky. Um, yeah, kind of. Well, Blue Mountains. Yeah, that Rock. that, that kind of thi- you know that part of mm-hmm. the world, right? 
And uh, and uh, Alan Arkin plays this guy that that basically doesn't believe in Christmas. I mean, he, and 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 everything's a matter of principle to him. And the movie's about his his family finally melting his heart, and and it's a you know the turning his how he turns. And it's a my I don't know where my I think it must have popped on TV, and my mother uh, was you know had had uh, got a copy of it. And after I saw it, I was like, you know, this is a really this is a great movie. What's it called? Hmm. A matter of principle. It's actually a, well, I the one I found was a. It's an American Playhouse uh, episode. Yeah. Okay. Which okay. is sixty minutes. Uh, f- uh, see, uh, Flag Purdy, a man That's of it. many principles, must learn that. Yeah. Oh, it's even better than only an hour long. Great. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It's a television film drama, 56 minutes, done okay. in 1984. Wow, is it really 84? I mean, I don't think I even had seen it until, I mean, it was probably around 2000. Huh, interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm trying I'm to think to, I've seen this. Copy uh, of it. My family think I'm joking when I tell them on uh, Christmas Day, we're going to see Star Wars for the third time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's right. This year, Christmas is going to be all about Star Wars. That's right. Uh, the toys are out. You can tell they're not dumb. That's why they held on. Because you imagine how much Disney makes off everyone. Did or did did he hold on to the rights of the toys or? No, he sold the whole thing. Oh, the whole thing. So imagine that crazy the- Munchkin got the hell out. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, let's put it this way. He's not hurting. Like, nope. <laughs> oh, and he and he held on to enough rights to stuff where, yeah, yeah, yeah. he did. <laughs> He's a smart man. All he could see was the fact that Disney will whip the Star Wars Empire into a light, fluffy, huge mega monster that will keep him and his descendants wealthy for millennia. Yeah. All it'll take is one dumbass, and he could blow the lot. Now, Disney Disney don't play that. No, not Disney. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Lucas? Oh, yeah, Lucas. They, well, now that he doesn't have the rights anymore, he can't really... I mean, all he... I will say just, he probably could blow it because... Um, but if he opened his mouth, but he's stayed so far away... From the media, in, yep. in, I mean, it's the he's the, of all the people we've heard from, and I understand like most of the original cast is back for this one, but of all the people we've heard from, uh, we haven't really heard anything from him, and I think it's going to stay that way. I think someone should write a Star Wars Christmas Carol. Oh, let's do. I don't know. Star Wars Christmas has been done before, and it's been buried. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that uh, there was a cartoon, probably early '80s, Star Wars Christmas. The Star well, there was Wars the Christ- holiday special. There was that mm-hmm. 1978, and that's when we were exposed to Chewie's family for the first time. <laughs> then there's Christmas in the Stars. Star Wars Christmas. Never album. heard of that. 
There's Star Wars Holiday Special, full movie. You can find it on YouTube. Hmm. And it's basically uh, the top, from what I understand, it's one of the top selling, like, um, Comic-Con DVDs if somebody has one in stock. Chewbacca and Han Solo try to get home to Chewie's family to celebrate Life Day, which includes various forms of entertainment. Now, if they can mix this with uh, feats of strength and airing of grievances, that'd be even better. Got to have George Costanza's dad. Oh, my God. That would be so great if Seinfeld (laughs) melded with this. Which includes various forms of entertainment, and here comes <laughs> Mr. Costanza with the poll, well, uh, uh, the the Festivus poll. Festivus poll. Man, now the, the feats of strength. It's the whole freaking cast: Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Anthony Daniels, Peter Mayhew. Wow, a holiday that is celebrated on Chewbacca's home planet of Kashyyyk. <laughs> Chewie and Han Solo are trying to get to the planet where Chewie's family is waiting for him, but the Empire is out searching for the rebels, giving everyone a hard time. While we are waiting, we get a look at the everyday life of a Wookiee family. (laughs) Because everybody was clamoring to know what those Wookiees were doing in their off time. Oh, and you get Boba Fett, too, in there. Sorry, I cut you off, Doug. (laughs) No, 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 it was worth it. Totally worth it. Ah, jeez. So, yeah, the first appearance of Boba Fett in an animated segment produced by Novana Studios. Yep, and you know where that is? Toronto. Huh. There's a lot of Estonians in Toronto. There is. And Latvians. I did not know that. uh, And Lithuanians. the 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 Baltic peoples evidently really enjoyed coming to Canada. Are there yeah, any Canadians yeah. in Canada? <laughs> well, there Canadians, and I think you'll agree, Paul, Canadians are just everyone from everywhere else. Well, this I is mean, a, that, there, was, there was history in Canada, but when I was growing up, there wasn't a lot of immigration. I mean, there was some, but not what do you mean? that there was today. Chinese, French, Irish, Scottish, English. Percentage of what they're like. My mom and dad were both born in Canada. I was born in Canada. To me, that made me Canadian. But to get to my point, there wasn't the immigration that I saw as as I became an adult, true to before I left. Right, that the the influx of bringing more and more people in to grow the country. Uh, to a point where no matter where I'd go, they'd ask what my nationality was. I'd say Canadian, and they go, no, "Well, no, where are you from? Canada? No, no, what what heritage do you have? Canadian? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, motherfucker! All y'all are immigrants, man. I'm part native, so every one of you are immigrants. <laughs> but you get my point, right? Like nobody yeah. in Canada will tell you they're from Canada, and and it's bullshit, right? Canada is a country. I was born in Canada. My parents were born in Canada. I'm Canadian. I'm not German. I'm not Hungarian. I'm not whatever, whatever, right? I'm, yeah, if you want to go down my history, my grandma was from Hungary. My dad's mom was from Germany. But that doesn't make me German-Hungarian. It makes yeah. me 
Canada. Just like in the U.S. and Canada. I mean, the only people that were here were indigenous people who came across Absolutely. land, right? But what so makes what makes you who you are? I mean, that's the same as Europe. You could have you had people moving all over the place, but the last place that they had lived in, you think you're German. But that's not necessary. You go back your history. They could have moved from Romania. They could have moved from Scotland. They could have moved from anywhere. But uh, Monsieur Trudeau, uh, the senior uh, uh, of the uh, now prime minister, uh, made sure that uh, no matter uh, who you are or where you are from, you are where you are from before you are where you are at. Yeah. <laughs> and mic drop. Yeah. So you End come down. <laughs> you ask any American what what their nationality is and see what you hear. Well, there's a melting pot. In Canada, we practice a form of apartheid that makes everyone distinct yet almost equal, but not quite. How are you distinct? Find me a Canadian, goddammit. <laughs> a Canadian is a Lithuanian, is an Estonian, is a Ukrainian, is a Russian, is a... You name it, that's a Canadian. And y'all wonder why I moved to the States. <laughs> yeah, well, you got a melting pot. It's crazy. So, anybody got tips and tricks to end our show? Oh, I got a trick for you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's what? some advice. You, Mr. you mean other than shop online? <laughs> 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 or if you're going to go out, make sure your shopping's done so you can just watch the chaos. Yeah. There you go. So that's every the- once in a while I will go out and just people watch in a mall or something. Because if you have nothing to do and you don't have to get something, it it is one of the more entertaining things you could possibly do during the holidays. Oh, absolutely. If you can just sit around and just enjoy the chaos, it is infinitely entertaining. My old, my deal was I'd go up to uh, the town of Mendocino on the California coast, a great little town full of little shops. I go do that in uh, like late September, early October. Do all my Christmas shopping then, and then breeze through the holidays. Nice. Yeah. Gift cards. Gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's your go-to last-minute gift? Oh, that's easy. That's like, a handmade card. Condoms. <laughs> condoms. Condoms. Now, would those be uh, soiled? <laughs> No, not used. I'm spreading holiday cheer, not STDs. That's cheer. Hey, one man's cheer is another man's uh, ooze. (laughs) I guess it depends on who he's giving them to. All right. Worst gift you ever received? Black socks. (laughs) That's funny. Now I ask for socks and underwear. Yeah, I know. Nope. I have a box in my basement of socks and underwear that have never been opened. Still in their package. Well, that's because you keep wearing that same pair, Doug. Come on. That's right. 16 years straight, bro. How how many times can you turn those inside out, dude? Turn them inside out? What do you mean? (laughs) 
He's like, I'll do that when they reach their half life. <laughs> yeah. Still got another four years at least. I got a set of placements. <laughs> <laughs> Plastic ones. <laughs> I, I swear someone regifted them or something because, or knew what they were and changed the name because what oh, the hell. Here's my gripe. The fact that nobody understands that a white elephant gift exchange is all supposed to be regifting. Why the mm-hmm. fuck don't people understand this? Oh, yeah. we're doing a white elephant gift exchange. Only spend 50. No, you're supposed to bring the shit that you got last year that you don't want. What is yeah, with people? You know, I got this Rolex watch and, you know, I really have no use for it. So. Yeah. I used to have one. Dropped it in the gym, smashed it, took the insurance company. They offered me money I couldn't refuse, and I thought, I'm not buying that. I'm not spending that on another one. <laughs> Your watch was insured? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, it was a Rolex. So I, I insured it. Ah. I put an adder on it. Yeah, I bought a Rolex once for 25 bucks <laughs> On the streets of Toronto. <laughs> yep. You got that right. $10,000. So... <laughs> Ah, genuine uh, Rolex. (laughs) Rolex. (laughs) And I I bet you my watch was able to tell time just as well as the $10,000 one. Yeah, it's not the same, though. No, definitely not. (laughs) One's $25 (laughs) and one's ten grand. (laughs) So uh, were we on gifts or tips? My tip. My tip is... Balance self-acceptance with self-improvement. Accept yourself for who you are while simultaneously recognizing your need for personal development. That's a good tip. That's 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 deep. That, yeah. that is deep. It's also a lot of work. That's a fortune <laughs> cookie right it's, there. It's not a lot of work. Just, you know, to, to accept yourself, you just stop listening to everybody else. Well, I've been working on accepting myself for a while. I just don't want to listen to me anymore. <laughs> well, no, you're not supposed to listen to everybody else. Just block, block out the, you know, it's like blocking out the information highway, the propaganda. Just like, you know, if you're happy with yourself. But we all, like, this is the same at work. And it reminds me of every time I go into an area and I want to, like, I want to see improvements. And people go, well, What's wrong with what we're doing? You know, we're running at this, da, 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 and, I, and I was looking to say, you know what? You can improve something and everything. It's just at what cost, and what do you get out of it? I said, it's nothing you're doing. You're doing a great job. But if we continue just doing a great job, it just becomes a good job, right? So without continuous improvement, you lose the great. And it can be small things, it can be, but, you know, you're always looking for Improvement. If you're always looking for improvement, you're always learning. If you're always learning, you're growing. When you're growing, you're getting better. That's the way I look at it. Mm. Yes? No? Yeah. <laughs> Can't disagree? No. What about you, douche? Well, if I could just dovetail onto that thought, Paul, I, I would have to say... Um, When you're accepting yourself, it's helpful to use the socks that you've gotten in past (laughs) Christmases to keep the mess to a minimum. And they're, you know, they're uh, before. But oh, I'm sorry. I'm sure that's all I had. Somebody was, (laughs) yeah, but someone mentioned sock, and then Hannah was going to tell you how to put that sock on. Remember. (laughs) 
<laughs> you roll it up, you put it on the big toe, and you slowly roll it back. But he did a much better job, though. But <laughs> and then there was this backing track of "Ooh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah." There you go, Palmer. Did you have a, you did say a tip? Didn't you? I did. Yeah, I thought so. What about your worst gift? Do I guess? Yeah, you. Well, I, we. Uh, I, I mean, granted, there was a lot of um, the the typical school supplies for four or five days, um, which I wouldn't exactly say were bad gifts, but um, I would probably get that anyway. So I guess and that makes that a bad gift. Said. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's I mean, and that's I guess one of those big differences is it's uh, it's always like six maybe six little gifts a medium gift and a large gift um depending on what you asked for if you asked for anything so i i don't know if i really got a bad gift just as opposed to something i didn't want didn't eat or didn't <laughs> just yeah. like no thought put into it to me that's a bad you could get something that's really expensive but it could still be a bad gift because there was just no thought put into it well, at the same time, and I, I I know this about myself, and I do the best that I can. I'm a horrible gift receiver. I'm also a horrible compliment receiver. <laughs> so, um, if you gave me exactly what I wanted versus exactly what I don't want, my reaction is probably going to be the same. Because in giving me something, I I'm just I, I'm horrible at it. You just go thanks. Walk yep. away. Pretty much, it's, it's <laughs> the but usual. Shitty hates it, and here you're dancing inside. Woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> what? So you're uh, Spock, basically. No emotion. I wouldn't go that far, but when it comes to gift giving, yeah. <laughs> but he has a human side, well, like Spock I'm, did. I'm, it's time for us to get our butts above the hard deck and return to base. All right. I good think, night, gentlemen. Good night, Mr. Lingerie. Let's call it an evening. Thank you for joining us. Yes, you're going to rock us out? Put on your yarmulke. Here comes Hanukkah. So much Hanukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the festival of lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. When you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree Here's a list of people who are Jewish Just like you and me David Lee Roth Let's the Manora So do James Conker Douglas and the late Dinosaurah Guess who eats together at the Carnegie Deli Bowser from Shanana and Arthur Fonzarelli Paul Newman's half Jewish, Goldie Hawn's half too. Put them together, what a fine looking Jew. Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah. It's so much fun to celebrate Hanukkah. Ten one, I mean, yeah. Oh, good. Hi, Hanno. Hey, y'all. Hi, Hanno. It's been a while. 
I didn't see you drop off, and yet it went, you know, <laughs> the dots weren't going anymore. It took you long enough. Yeah, no, I, was, I, I wasn't even, uh, didn't even have Skype up. It just popped over my phone, and I was still feeding uh, my dog. So. <laughs> you said it when that happened. You said now, so I'm, like, jumping. Like, oh, you were, uh... <laughs> it, it was meaning as soon as we, we launch, it starts recording. I, yeah, I, 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 I was thinking, like, 6.30, we go. <laughs> Let me read your text. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't quite that start specific. immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was, yeah. We start immediately. I heard we start immediately. So I'm like, oh, shit. I I, just rebooted my computer because it had locked up and that popped open. I'm like, oh, crap. So I'm, of course, everything's opening up in behind and it's taking its time and I'm struggling. (laughs) I read it as soon as we start recording or as soon as we get on Skype, it starts recording. So. Well, that's the assumption I have on any podcast is that once I once the once the call connected, that I'm being recorded. It's the only safe way. Yeah, yeah. To right. roll. I just assume anytime I'm on the phone, I'm being recorded. Well, I don't think I'm being recorded, but I'm pretty sure I'm being listened to. So. Oh. 